Hi guys, before we jump in, I just wanted to take a minute to give you a little bit of a spoiler warning. Now, as we are handling some geeky topics, there may be the odd spoiler or two. Also, if you're a sensitive and innocent soul, just be aware there are a couple of adult themes towards the end of this podcast. Nothing too heavy, but just a little warning for you. Now, sit back and enjoy. And welcome to the first Manic Podcast. With me, your host Liam, and your other host, Tobias. Hello. Now we thought, because we've been friends for such a long time, like 12 years now. 12 years. 12. 12. Long. Horrific years. Agonising years. (laughs) I hate you. Um, Yeah, we're at each other's throats most of the time, it's fine. That's how friends work. But we thought, we're quite geeky people. I wouldn't quite say nerds. But we're definitely geeks. Not nerds. nerds we're, we're, not, we're not intelligent enough to be nerds. No, math is not my strong point. No. But we're both geeky enough that we easily spend hours talking about geeky stuff. Days. Days, Days. hours, overnight sessions. Not quite how that sounds. No, but... that sounded worse. <laughs> but we're massive geeks. Yeah. And we thought it made more sense to record the chats we have and share them with the world. Proof. Proof that they're happening. <laughs> so if, Proof. if one of us like murders the other one mid-conversation... And I, I might. It's more likely to be oh. you killing me, that's just yeah. goodness. I'm a gentle soul. Um, mm. There's proof for the police. Yes. Nice and simple. Um, I will destroy your laptop. You will destroy my laptop. <laughs> it won't take much. No. It's on its way out already. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> now, what we thought we'd do, to kind of introduce you to us, we do our top five, our favourite things in the most geeky areas ever. Movie, TV, books, video games, and stage and... Not stage and screen. Um, stage. stage. Just, just a stage. Stage shows like musicals. So again, we're both big theatre heads. Yes, we both work in the theatre. We do. Not in an actual theatre at the moment. No, we have done. We have, but we not used at the moment. to. No. Not that they know of anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> we Secretly. Break, we, we sneak in in the, in the break of night. Break of night? Is that a phrase? No, it's That's not. That's the thing. You're making stuff up already. It might. That's going to be your, a pattern. Your catchphrase. Your catchphrase in the break of night. In the break of night. <laughs> in the break of night, the manic podcast drops. Hashtag break of night. There Hashtag break of night. There we go. We've already got a, a, like a subtitle. Great. I don't, <laughs> I don't think hashtags work on podcasts, do they? People aren't going to go around yeah, you saying. Do. You, you, do you? you? Yeah. It's not quite the same. You don't literally put um, hashtag, but you do. I do. Every now and then, I'm just going to go hashtag. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag break of night. Hashtag break of night, but not break of dawn because that's too close to copyright of Twilight. Ew. Yeah, we're not going to. I don't think we'll be touching on Twilight. We quite. might do if we if we have a vampire podcast. True, then true. Then we'll scrape twi- the barrel with Twilight. Twilight will happen because it does there. exist. And to yes. be honest, it's quite a good conversation. Who doesn't love a bit of glitter? Not a vampire. Though. No, not really. Not a vampire. But let's move on you swiftly move on, from, yes. from Twilight. That's not how we're going to start our first podcast. <laughs> that's the first we thing have, we've mentioned. I know we haven't mentioned Marvel. DC, anything like that. We've led straight all the things in. we've actually we actually like and love. We haven't mentioned. We've yet. gone straight in with Twilight, and that's not how our legacy will be started. It's where people just switched off, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're not listening to a Twilight podcast. We've listened to enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start with our top five. We're going to start with movies. Do we go first? Yeah, go for it. What's your favourite movie? Okay, now I actually had this chat with someone just the other week. Was it me? No, it wasn't you. Okay, that's cool. I have other friends. <laughs> I yeah, me too. I, I don't have a podcast with them, though. True, <laughs> true. Um, now, John. Okay, cool. Yes. He actually asked me what my favourite film was. I told him, and his response was, really? <laughs> I 
but you'll understand because Hopefully. my favourite film is The Avengers. We've already mentioned Marvel. The first one. The first Avengers. Assemble not... in this country. In the UK. In the, in the UK it's called Avengers Assemble. Because I... we had a silly TV series called The Avengers. And the film. Mm. And the film. But I, I think UK audiences were intelligent enough to know the difference. Yeah. I will always call we'll it give them credit The Avengers. Uh, I'm not saying Marvel. It's Marvel. Marvel's The Avengers. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's official, official title. And he, I will point out, you can't see, he did just point to his wall of DVDs. I have a wall of DVDs and I have... My I own. think everyone should have a wall of DVDs. They should. It's a good wall. I feel it's like... the best wall in the house. You'll get to the point where you don't need many more rows, then it'll look like you've got a secret door hidden behind it. Like you pull one DVD out, the wall slides away and into your back cave. I would love that. How cool would that be? Like a That's stair cool. spirals down into this big... Like, white-lit room. The Tobias Cave. The Tobias Cave. The Tobias Cave, there you go. But the thing is, you know that it would just be a wall full of monitors where I spy on people. Yeah, no, it would, it would. Again, this will be used as proof for the police one day. I don't care. (laughs) I'll tell everyone about it in a podcast. Once I've killed you off, it'll be my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) One week it would just be, hi, welcome to the Manic Podcast. Liam's dead, it's me now. (laughs) Yeah, he found my dungeon. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, back Back to the Avengers. (laughs) Back to the film. Uh, I'm not saying it's the best film ever, but it's my favourite go-to happy place film. It's a good film. Whenever I put it on, uh, whatever mood I'm in, I come out the other side happy, and that's what I want, really. It's not maybe the deepest film. There's There are better made films out there, but it's just, it's, it's a good film. It's a fun film. It is. I mean, how many years did we wait for it? Many. Many, many years. And many people said that it couldn't be made. It wouldn't work. It couldn't be done. But the god that is Joss Whedon made it work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, as people will find out as these podcasts go on, I'm a massive Joss Whedon fan. I will bring him into conversation sorry, many times. If you're not a fan of Joss Whedon, <laughs> how can you call yourself a geek? There you go, you see. It's... If you haven't seen Firefly and gone, why is there not more? Then you're not a geek. True. True story. <laughs> uh, when I found out that Joss was writing the Avengers I was overjoyed and I just knew it would be good and I was right go me yeah and Joss obviously oh, obviously give him uh, most I, of the I credit say, you know he probably deserves most of the credit yeah I, I did mean, very little except for enjoy the film <laughs> this is true this yeah. is true but you were basically Ant-Man at one point I was but that's an awkward thing to bring into the podcast know, that sounds very different that's why I did it I think you should explain it I don't think I should okay I, I, I will should. no uh, honestly one of my favourite things to do on Twitter is try to get famous people to talk to me uh, and at the time you're we... better at it than I am I don't know how good you are at it well I don't try as much oh I'm very irritating <laughs> yeah uh, and basically this was back when uh, director Edgar Wright was still involved in Ant-Man uh, but we didn't know anything about it, just that he was making it. So one day I just tweeted, going, Yo, Edgar Wright, who's going to be Ant-Man? And uh, he replied saying, You are Tobias. And it was shortly after that that he removed himself from the project entirely. And my moment of well, fame that's, that's just... Well, because <laughs> he, he'd cast you without us in the studio. Yeah, they didn't like it, apparently. <laughs> They're like, no, mate, off you go. We're saving him like... for Captain Britain. Captain Thank Britain. you very much. I like it. There's been rumours. They might Can I be it. a sidekick? No. Oh. I bet you don't. But I'm going to be the new Doctor Who, so it's fine. You're not. It's a woman now. I'm closer to a woman, it's fine. You're ginger. You're very ginger. I am. They haven't had a ginger one yet. No, but they've mentioned it. They want a ginger one. Then it's meant to be. Yeah, but they're going forward. I think you'd be a step backwards. Yeah, I'm not pretty enough. Anyway, The Avengers, my favourite film. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, the, the MCU started with Iron Man in 2008. 
and then Avengers came out in 2012. But, but you're going to forget the existence of the old Hulk films. The old Hulk films, because they're not part of the MCU. True. The Incredible Hulk was the second film, and that does count. True. It has got connections now. That's not the Norton one, though, is it? Yes. It is the Norton one. What's the one before that? Eric Barner's uh, Hulk oh, yeah. is Ang Lee's... But that doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. No, but the second film in the MCU was The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. He obviously got replaced, so actually The Avengers is the first time that we see Mark Ruffalo, who is what we now know as the actor behind he, Ironically, he's the face of the Hulk that we know. Yes, well, in all fairness, in Avengers Infinity War, he did spend most of his time as Bruce Banner, so he legitimately yeah. is the face. I mean, in the, and, latest, in the latest one, he does spend most of his time as Bruce Banner. Yeah, but I mean, is, I, there might be points where we have to put spoiler warnings out for some of these films. Yeah, but that's been out for a while. We can. Oh we yeah, can yeah, talk yeah. About it. But I'm thinking there might be points where we might have to throw spoilers out there. To be honest, when you're talking about Mark Ruffalo, you'd have to do a spoiler warning because he loves spoiling everything. To be honest, himself. he needs spoiler warnings. He does need, a or just a warning. bit of tape on the mouth. That would work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's more fun with without. Yeah. I love interviews with him. You never know what information he's going to drop. You might come out of there with some proper juicy info. I think I now know what the title of the next Avengers film is, but I'm not going to say no. here. No, it's okay. Information it's probably this. not even real. But anyway, oh, well, that's a good way of getting your podcast known. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag new Avengers film. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yes, anything else I should talk about with my favourite film, or have I said enough? With Avengers? Yeah, ask me a question. I know loads. I mean, no, it's a, it's a brilliant film. <laughs> I, I don't know what more you can say about that. It's just a good all-round film. People waited so long. They had all their in single films introduced. Yeah, it brought in the these, team together. The team together. It could have been horrible. I know some people. It's not their favourite film. But at the early part of the film, I guess they're against each other. And yeah. I think people just wanted them immediately to work as a team. If you watch that film and get to the part where they're all finally in that nice bit of like semicircle, they're all kind of like as a team. Okay, it's the money shot. The money the, shot. The money shot. If it's, you get to that and you don't get little chills, it's then there's film. something wrong with you. Yeah. So that's it. That's my favourite film. That's your favourite film. That's fine. Yes. It's not my favourite film. I'm glad. Because otherwise this would be a very short podcast. It would. What's it's your favourite film? Tell me. Tell well, me. mine is, I will say it. It's important to point out that at this stage, I am a massive musical fan. We Okay, yeah. But this is not a stage show. Right. There is a stage version of it. My favourite film is the film version of The Producers. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I cannot contribute anything to the conversation. <laughs> That's fine. Talk away, talk away. That's there fine. You go. The Producers is a 2006 film by Mel Brooks. It stars Nathan Lane yep. and Matthew Broderick. Yep. And it is just an all-out musical fun film to watch the way I've defined my favourite film not necessarily will be my other favourite my favourite film is a film that I could watch repeatedly probably on repeat and still enjoy over and over again and it always helps me with that if there's songs to sing in it Credits. does it uh, have Uma Thurman in it yes Uma Thurman's in it yeah, she's like the she's the sexy I'm, pretty lady in it. I've not the role, watched basically. it, but I know bits. I've, it's I've quite seen a big film. So people have normally heard of it or seen bits. Of I, it. It's got I, Will Ferrell in it. I think it's on Netflix. In fact, I think I've added I, it to my list. I don't know because I do own it on DVD twice. Twice. I think one might be with my sisters, but I think they are probably both my copy. You claimed it so much that you bought it twice on the same format. Yeah, yeah, actually, are they identical DVDs. Yeah, I think I might have bought my sister a copy, but she already had a copy, so I was like, "Well, I'll keep it." Because if something happens to my other copy, I'm going to need it. So there were three copies in your house. Oh place. yeah, that's not. I mean, we have so many DVDs that repeat because me and my sister are both into musicals. Obviously, you don't live together now. No, but when you did, that would be weird. But at the time, did you not go? Well, this is the house copy. No, it's safe to have your own copy. Okay. <laughs> 
I won't argue. I'm an only child. I didn't have to share my stuff. True. <laughs> we had to share stuff, and we weren't good at it. My sister used to get funny if I used to cough near her cereal. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that's a different thing. No, she'd probably be like that with DVDs as well. She's a bit weird. Quite germy, aren't you? I mean, I'm quite germy, but she's also quite OCD. She's not OCD, but she's very... She doesn't want you coughing over her stuff. I Some understand people, this. though, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, The Producers. It is my favourite film just because it's such a fun, happy film. Do you know the story? No. The basic plot. No. The basic plot is um, Nathan Lane plays a, a producer, of, of, ironically. Yeah. But he's not a very good producer. All his musicals flop. One day he's getting audited by uh, Matthew Broderick, who's an accountant. Right. He comes in, he's looking for all his books... And he realises that if you plan it ahead, you can make more money by producing a flop than with a hit, by getting the right backers in and basically never paying your backers back. Yeah. Okay. So the idea is they go out to find the worst play ever written, the worst director and the worst of everything, not pay anyone and then do a runner to like Magaluf at the end. You know what? I'm a playwright. I put on shows for a living. Yeah. This has given me a wonderful idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, police. Um, this, I don't think this counts as me helping with that, does it? No, no it doesn't. It's fine. Um, so You're dead in this scenario anyway. So th- that's fine. That's probably the safest <laughs> option. So they end up teaming up and they go and find Will Ferrell, who plays a German writer. I've seen a picture of him with like... Yeah, he plays them. someone called Hans, because it's the most German name I could think of. Obviously. Um, who's the worst writer. And he, he writes a play called Springtime for Hitler. And it is literally the most n- pro-Nazi thing about Hitler and his life, but in musical form. Great. So they think, that's great. How can we succeed with this? They then go and find the worst director, who is this massively effeminate gay character who doesn't want to be linked with frivolous musicals anymore. But they're like, no, no, this is your time to get that Tony you've been after. Who plays the, per- who plays the director? I don't actually know. You call yourself a fan. He's the, one of the only cast I don't know who plays him. I'm going to have a Google later. Yeah, you will. But um, So they think, no, that's great. If you turn this Hitler into a musical, you'll win a Tony. They persuade him into it. They think, again, how can we succeed? The problem is, it succeeds. For some weird reason, because that's how life is now, Yeah, it's a massive hit. But the whole thing, it's fun. It's funny. As you said, it's got Uma Thurman in it, who they get in as one of the cast members, um, like the leading lady in it. Um, John Barrowman's in it. Really? A very small camo. Cameo? Cameo. 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 A camel. Small camel. <laughs> yeah. John Barrowman's a small camel in the film. Yeah. Um, just literally in the live show part of the film. Okay. Because um, you see them put the production on. The whole one. Snippets. Yeah. Of it. Okay. But it involves like three or four songs from the musical. And there is an old um, film with Gene Wilder in it as well, of the producers. Okay. It's not a musical. It has a single song in it by the German character. Um, it's good. Yeah. In my opinion, this one's better, but that's because it's the one I was introduced to it with. Yeah, yeah. But um, that is my favourite film, just because I can watch it on repeat, happily. Okay. Yeah. I mean, actually, that does sound quite like a fun film, to be honest. It I, is. I do kind of want to see it now. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's not offensive, either, because you hear things like, oh, it's got mentioned Hitler in it. It's not offensive. No. It's done very tastefully and very well. I mean, it's one of the, the most popular Broadway musicals for a long time, and it had... Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick in the West End cast as well. All right. So they cool. came over into the film version of it and went back onto Broadway afterwards. Have they done the British version? Yes, they have, because I think Lee Evans was in it. Was Joe Pasquale was in it as well, really? as, as uh, Matthew Broderick's character. Okay. I think I could have told you about the Lee Evans thing. Yeah? Yeah. But... He also did like Mouse Hunt or Mouse oh, Trap. Oh, maybe the that's, it. that's Nathan. But he's also Nathan been in this one, I think, as well. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, if, I think you said it was on your Netflix thing. I think it is. It's a great film. I definitely suggest watching it. I will watch it. Excellent. I will take your recommendation. Yay! <laughs> Not many times we'll agree on stuff. No, hardly ever. <laughs> TV series, I TV suppose. series. You, you start. Come Me on. start? You're on a flow. You're on a flow. Okay. Again... I, I view this one slightly differently. Not something I can watch over and over again. Some series it's hard to do that because yep. of the length of This one is a series that runs for 10 series. I think, okay. Yeah, I think you already know what it is. Yes. Um, because it's one of the only series I do own from start to finish. Yeah. And it's Smallville. That isn't what I thought you were going to say. Oh, what did you think? Uh, what my, I've picked as my favourite. Okay. Okay, so I'm not going to say that Okay, yet. no, that's fine. The fact that you thought you knew but didn't know. That's all right. Um, just because I own all of it and I do love it. I do love all is it, of Is it genuinely your favourite out of all yeah. of the things? Out of all the things that I've seen start to finish, because there are stuff that are on telly now, like I really like Walking Dead, but I wouldn't put it in there because it's not finished. I agree. At the moment, The Walking, it's like saying, the Walking Dead is currently my favourite show, but yeah. I wouldn't put it in my best of. No, I agree. It's like saying, I'm going to go out and buy a DVD of a TV series. I wouldn't want to buy series one to three or something because there's still more coming out. Okay. So, and that's how I look at my favourites. I wouldn't want to say it's my favourite because they might the next series might be rubbish and that might ruin it for me. Yeah, okay. And I'm not saying that every episode of Smallville is good because it's not. It's not. It's very there cheesy. There are, especially the earlier seasons, they are very cheesy. It takes a time to warm up, I think. The and thing that surprises me that this is my favourite series is I actually don't really like Superman that much. Not saying I don't like Superman, but I think he's a, very much a cop-out answer to superheroes. I, dis- he's got, I disagree. He's got every superpower. Yeah, he's that's not like, a cop-out, though. But, I mean, I would always prefer Batman. Me too. I always prefer Batman. I, I should imagine. Think, how can Superman not solve a problem, really? If they don't know about Kryptonite, how can he not solve the problem? Okay. I will say, though, obviously for Smallville, and you're probably going to mention this, he doesn't have all of his powers. No, that, but that's, that's why I like Smallville, because he's learning. He, yes. It's basically, he's going through superhero puberty for the whole thing. He gets a, like in one series, he gets his heat vision. Then, he, but and he doesn't fly until the end. From what I remember, because I watched it from the beginning, I then went off it. But then actually, I borrowed all of the seasons from you. You watched all of it. I watched it all cool. because you had it all. Yeah, uh, because I actually got bored of it and went away from it. But then I came back and really got into it. I had stopped watching it before they brought in Lois Lane. Yeah, because she doesn't come until season four, I think it is. It's five even. I said mean, it's five. quite. It's it might be range. Four. I will say it's a complete fluke that I ever watched it. My what? family used to uh, small. My family used to own a little golf course down on the seafront here, yeah. um, and we had a punter who we used to let in for free every now and then because he was so regular. And one week he came along, and we were like, "Oh no, just go on for it. Don't worry about the money." And he he handed us seasons one to three of Smallville. They were pirated copies, uh, but so but the point is he had them in proper multi sleeve boxes, multi thing, multi thing, another hashtag multi thing, uh, hashtag multi thing, <laughs> um, and. He, he gave me season one to three and I'd never even heard of it really so I started watching it and I become hooked instantly okay and I, every time the new seasons comes out I go and buy the new season and then eventually I've seen them all yeah but I say it's just pure fluke it's not something I chose to start watching on telly it's just someone gave some free stuff and I love free stuff I'm pretty certain I think because I know stuff I know quite a lot of facts behind the scenes of things mm. and even though Smallville isn't what I'd class as my series I did enjoy it and I did watch it from the yeah. beginning and I'm pretty I mean yeah it does have some seriously weak episodes and there are plot holes left right and centre I'm pretty certain when they pitched the idea it wasn't meant to be Superman I think it was meant to be Batman oh really but they you mean like Gotham now yeah like Gotham now but they couldn't get the rights at the time because okay. I think the movies were happening or they were trying to do stuff yeah. and they couldn't get the rights to have the TV version of it so they changed it to Superman that's fair enough 
Well, I mean, the lead in it is Tom Welling. Yeah. Who plays um, Clark Kent and then kind of... He doesn't really ever play Superman in it. Like the last episode, isn't it? Like the last third of the episode. Not yeah, even that, really. No. Because uh, that's the whole point. The, the, the guys who made it, they said, we don't want him to fly because once he flies, he is Superman. Uh, I think it was that they used the term no flights, no tights, or no tights, no flights, yeah, that's the thing. Which yeah. makes sense because once you fly, you are basically Superman at that point. Yeah. So they, they didn't add that to a later. No. Um, which is a, a good thing. But Tom Welling plays Clark Kent for the, for the entirety. They don't recast it at all. But he's not the standout for me. You know who my standout is. I, I, oh, yeah, I know. It's Michael Rosenbaum as... As Lex Luthor. Because I just think he's a brilliant role. Also, the guy who plays his, his dad, Lionel Luthor. John Glover plays. Yeah. yeah. Two of the best characters in it by far. I agree. Uh, I really would say well, that well Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor is probably still the best Lex Luthor on film. On the yeah. screen at the moment. Yeah. And I know that, obviously, spoilerish, he, he does leave the series like later on. Yes, he does. But then yeah. he, he does he, he wants to come back. He regretted leaving. I think he, I don't know why he left. His exact reasons. Career. Just, he, I think he got big because of it. Yes, or he got more known because. Of but it. I would say I don't think his career took off. No, it didn't go as as big as I think he thought he was no. going to do. Very much James Marston going for Superman from yeah. X Men. He thought this will this will be it, even though he was already an X Men. Yeah, that was a, an error. Yeah, it was an error, massive error. I tell you what, I have a problem with though. I, I do with Smallville. With Smallville, yeah. I do like Smallville. But how much time, like the first seven years, are spent with Clark being in love with uh, Lana Lang? Lana Lang. And you know that that's not who he ends up with. Yeah. You know it's Lois. Yeah, that's true. It's like, it almost feels like a waste. It doesn't. I actually love Lana Lang. Great character. Uh, I like the actress, Kristen, Kristen Crook. Crook. Yeah, I think she was good. She, yeah. made, she made a very lovable Lana Lang. She kind of did make you like the character also very, um, very Small well. Wars was one of the first seasons I started really paying attention to who played the characters yeah because I never you're, you are massive into your credits I, I do memorise credits, your credits. Yeah. you have lists and spreadsheets and going back to the MCU yeah you can name any film and I can tell you without looking what the credit order is of all the actors Thor 1 Thor 1 uh, there are 10 actors Chris Hemsworth Natalie Portman Tom Hiddleston Stellan Skarsgård Colm Fiore I don't know how to say his name Colm Fiore uh, Ray Stevenson Idris Elba quite low down there you notice uh, Kat Dennings with Renny Russo and Anthony Hopkins as Odin there you go thank you I mean that's a skill <laughs> thank that's, you having the spreadsheets <laughs> is one thing but that wasn't open in front of you you just did that off my I own. just knew that yeah <laughs> I mean that's, <laughs> that's definitely a skill that I don't hold no, <laughs> you don't remember anything, do you? Lyrics. You remember lyrics. Song lyrics, I can... Which is interesting. I can never keep a song down in my head. If oh, I've really? had to learn a song, I can't learn songs. I could. I can do most song lyrics perfectly. If I, and normally after only one or two listens. I can't do it. As I said to you, I've been introduced to the new Six musical recently. Yes. And I've, I've listened to the, in whole, maybe two or three times. I've listened to a couple of songs hit a little bit more, but I can pretty much do the soundtrack word, per- word perfectly now. I'm one of those annoying people that I will memorise a line and that's all I sing oh, repeatedly. No, despite <laughs> the fact that I know most songs word perfect, I do still get a line or two on repeat. Yeah. It, I'm like a, a jukebox on like jam, so it's it's stuck. On, on, on jam. jam. I got the food Hashtag kind of jukebox jam. on jam. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. But that's my favourite that's my favourite series. Fair enough. Fair What's enough. Uh, okay, well I had so many options here. So it's hard to, to narrow it. And to be honest, yes. I know what I thought yours was going to be. Okay, what did you I think? I thought it was going to be one of the Star Trek. Okay, it almost was. 
In fact, okay. I would have said um, the Picard series. Is it next gen? Next gen. The next generation. You can't say the Picard series. There's a new Picard series true, coming. True. And it'll probably just be Does it have a name Picard. Yet? Oh, no, just I don't. Nobody knows yet. Jean-Luc. I mean, we do know, slight spoiler warning, that uh, CBS have registered the name Star Trek Reliant. Well, because Discovery's doing really well on Netflix. Yeah, so... Let's like get in on that. It might be. But no, no. It's actually... I'm not choosing a Star Trek. Okay. Uh, I do love my Star Trek, and we will talk about Star Trek a lot. Yeah. Um, I almost chose Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I did think about Buffy, but I don't know enough about certain seasons to class it as my favourite. I honestly... Another Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is what made me love Joss Whedon. Uh, I mean, that's my introduction to him as well. And to be honest, it was the first series that I memorised the credits of every episode. But (laughs) I know my stuff. But Mm -hmm. I have actually gone for something which I would say isn't very geeky. Okay, well, that's alright. It's quite mainstream. We've got to give people a little break from it. A little break. But. Like a palette. It's very very popular. It's Friends. I I absolutely love Friends. I thought you might choose Friends. No, when when you said that you'd pick something that ran for 10 series, I went, Friends. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, I mean, I did think about using it as mine, but not as like a shortlist. It was on one of the options in my head. In the same way that I, I chose The Avengers, Friends is that program. That whatever you're doing, whatever mood you're in, if it's on TV, you sit down and watch it and it's just fun. Also, it's one of the only comedy series that outright makes me laugh. Like, full on laugh. It does. Yeah. Uh, and there I, are scenes that are close to hysterics at times. I would say I have a lot to thank Friends for. It was, uh, it came out in 94. Uh, so I was 14. But I kind of grew up with it. And also... I was it, five. Alright, we won't discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I would say it influenced my writing style. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because having haven't been in so many plays and generally worked with you for a while, I can, ha- especially as I'm watching through Friends now, I'm on Are season, you? I'm halfway through season eight. Okay. Um, and Amanda's watching it with me as well. So we're, we're watching it as we go now. And I can see your style in there. And a lot of the kind of, not tropes, but a lot of the kind of, my, the way they go about handling situations. I just like the style of writing. I think it is genuinely funny. The The characters are lovable. It's not all just farcical humour. You have genuine emotional moments in there and you care for the characters. We've literally just had the episode where Rachel's had the baby. Yeah. So that is very emotional. because you got the, And amongst all that, you've got the whole Joey like Loving. not proposing yeah but, and yeah. Joey you know being in love and all that now, I tell you what right? so many people hated that storyline the whole Joey and Rachel stuff yeah. I loved it I would have actually have loved that to have worked out properly because you knew where it was going to go yeah even if you love it you have to admit the the Ross and Rachel thing it, there were times where it was a bit monotonous as in like you were kind of like you're going to get together yes. it's a logical step it was inevitable I think but I think they did it so <coughs> well I would I I was never bored. Uh, they had weaker seasons than others. But everything, especially if you're on for ten seasons, you're going to have weaker moments. Yeah, I mean, I don't think every single episode was TV gold. But no. I don't think there's one season that doesn't have something golden in it. No, I agree. Um, and to be honest, I don't know. I've... Chandler. I've almost lived my life based on Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we couldn't put our group of friends into their roles because... I think I'm closer to Chandler as well. Yeah, we're both Chandler in a way. Yeah. I, I would then be pushed into Ross. Obviously, it started when I was still at school. 
Yeah. And uh, I remember one of my friends telling me, I don't know if it's something that she realised herself or if, it, if it's something that she'd read. But if you look at the three male characters, you have the perfect male. You have uh, sensitive, funny, and good looking. Yeah. You look at the three women and you have the worst woman. Neurotic, spoilt, and ditzy. True. Yeah. Basically, the, the six of them are like humankind. You got the, the, yeah. the all the. I mean, they the cover all the traits. aspects. Yeah. yeah, which is probably why it works so well, and obviously it shaped future telly. It did. Like I... You've got like How I Met Your Mother now. We're well, not now because it's finished. Yeah. but You got How I Met Your Mother, which is I think the closest to it, really as a as, as a in full ten like, proper run as a successful comedy. Yes, I but mean get, to be honest, there was a series called Happy Endings, which it was basically oh, didn't it start with like someone being left at the altar? It was friends, but in a new mon- thing, they kind of their Jerry was gay, their Monica and Chandler were already married, but yeah. their Chandler was black. It kind of was just an update. Any friend-based sitcom that says they're not remotely trying to be friends is lying, or isn't doesn't have anything based on it because everything does. I think it became the measuring stick. You for can't comedy. run for ten seasons and be as successful as it was and not have everything else have a little bit from you. I think if I was successful in getting a TV series, a sitcom, which, to be honest, I've written a lot of sitcom plays, yeah, uh, and it was my dream to have my own sitcom, yeah. if someone ever even uttered the word friends positively in with my thing, that I would take it's that a as win. the... It's a win. Yeah, it's a win. Unless it was, it was never going to be as good as friends. It's true, but that would hurt. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. My favourite... TV show is Friends. I, I think can't it argue it. I can't argue it. Anyway. It'll always be Friends. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. It's the perfect sitcom. Yeah. It is. But not that geeky. So for our no, geek but speak, it may not be geeky, but it's very much. It's got its own following. It's got a cult, everyone. It's is. got a cult status without being cult. It's no. It's I would say it's mainstream. Oh, wait, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. To be honest, it's I huge. there are. It's one of those that if you say, "Do you like Friends?" If a person's allowed to say no, but if they say they haven't seen Friends, yeah. you give them the stink eye. It's kind of like... Actually, I can tell you exactly how you can summarise how popular mainstream it is. They still show it constantly on, like, Comedy Central. And it is always on. They're, they've literally just, last week, finished the full ten seasons again. Have they started again? Yes, yeah. straight away. Of course. That's how you know it's popular, because yeah. it's just on a loop. And i tell you what, that <coughs> first series... But it kind of looks a little bit dated now because it's very much 90s. I mean, they're but all the still... like Rachel's got a big hair. Yeah, bef- before she's got her famous hair, the yes, Rachel. She the hasn't Rachel. Got that but no, just the perfect comedy for me. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about it. Except no, it ended. Really. It ended, and the do cast will never. Do you think they should do a reunion, though? Not, not whether the cast would. Do you think they should? People say it would be nice for them to. But I don't know if it'd be good. Enough. It'd be good for them too. Okay, I'm going to reference another series okay. that was an option for my favourite, but okay. I didn't use it. The X Files. Okay. The X Files ran for nine years. Yep. They announced that they were bringing it back, and I was like, "Yes, good. I love the X Files." They brought it back. It was terrible. I know some people like it, but the it felt like a parody of itself. You always have that risk when you bring something that is as popular and loved as yeah. something as either of those. And I would it's be... either going to be so well received or it's just going to bomb. I would be scared that they'd ruin friends. Although, there is a part of me, I would love all of, like, the children, the, the, the person uh, who played Ben, Ross's son in it. You want to do, like, a next generation? He's now in Riverdale. 
Is it? He's Jughead in Riverdale. Cool. You see. And it's kind of like, they're all of the age where the friends pretty much were. They could now be the they new... do like a next gen. Yeah. Like they did with Full House. I don't know Full House. Obviously Full House is, the basic premise of the American like sitcom Full House is, um, I don't know the exact dynamics, but like a parent dies, good start for any funny series. Funny, funny, funny. A um, parent dies, so like the kids who are adults. Yeah. Or young adults, they all come and live together, and they just get on with their life basically. And it's it's a very very popular thing. But recently, they've um, made a new series called Fuller House. It's the exact same premise, but with their kids. One of them have died, so their kids have come together. Well, actually, I tell you what. But and it's had mixed reviews. Some people love it, and some people don't like Obviously, it. Obviously, I've seen it. I'm not a fan. The I don't know Full House, but what I did used to watch. And they brought her back is Roseanne. Yeah. And obviously something big's happened. They've now had they've, to fire yeah. Roseanne. But they're, they're it's now... It's a problem br- when it's your title character, They're now it? bringing it back as the Connors. And they've killed her off. Are they bringing and it back? everyone else except for her. John Goodman, yeah? Yes. Yes. But it's... I don't think he's going to be the lead as such. Because it's going to be Sarah Gilbert who plays he's Darling. He's getting a little bit on now though, isn't he, Bless? He is. He is. I mean, these are all classic series from... Yeah, but again, I've, I've not seen the new ones. But I'm kind of intrigued because it is... You've got all of Roseanne, haven't you? No, I haven't. Right, this is the thing. It's, <laughs> it bugs me. My mum loves Roseanne, so bought me some of the DVDs until I pointed out that she was actually the one who watched Roseanne. She's done a very clever thing. No, it's not she's the first time she's done it. She's bought you a present and gone, oh, I know he doesn't like it, but it means I'll have it. I'll tell you what, it's better than the year she bought me a Stars in Her Eyes video. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? You watch it once, you know who they're going to be. I know, it's just like... That's no. like people who... You used to be able to buy like DVDs of Big Brother. Why? Why? What's I t- the point? I had those. But why? They were best off. They had unseen footage. That what, was the what? thing. It's only unseen the first time you watch it. I know. <laughs> and then it's like, especially if you watch the opening one. I know. Who's going to be in next? Oh, it's John again. But I tell you what, I was so into Big Brother that I probably, if they'd brought out a whole season of it, because they didn't, they were just like, they were kind of like, what's the word? Um, Accumulations, combination. No, not com- collection. We'll just yeah. go collection. So it was the best bits plus some unseen stuff. If it had been literally every single episode, I was such a fan. I probably would have bought it. I mean, I get if you're really into something, even something that is a, a one-time watch thing, you probably want to own. Yeah. But I imagine there's some. There are people out there. If you could buy it, would buy it all of EastEnders. And that's been around yeah, for years. They started bringing that out. On. Really? Yes. Wow. I think they I mean, that's did. been running for a long time. No, I tell you what, they started with Casualty, which has been going on. You can buy all Do that. Do you know who would want to own that all on DVD? Mm. Adam Woodjet. Ian Beale. Why? Because he's been in it from the day he's been in it from the first ever episode. We're we going back to EastEnders. Yeah. Yeah, alright. Yes. So he'd be like, I want every I want it all. No. Do you want to see yourself get old and fat? Because that's what he'd be looking at. <laughs> I've got mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably move on. Yes, okay. What is next? Books? Yes. Do you want to crack on with books? No. Because I, I know you're struggling. Okay, honestly, I'm a writer and everyone thinks that if you write, you should also read. I don't read. I haven't read a I, book surely, for though, a long if time. You, if you're a writer who writes a lot, you do write quite a lot. Yeah. The more you read, surely you're you're filling your head with other ideas, other people's ideas. I do pride myself on my stuff. It's as original as possible. And uh, you've got that risk where you might not realise... That what you're writing is something it's else. It's so hard to be two. original nowadays anyway. Uh, yeah. But I do, I mean, again, I'm going to reference Joss Whedon here. Yeah, why not? Because people think that I should read more because I write, 
what I write, I don't write novels. I write plays yeah. and screenplays. I watch films. I watch plays. And that's what Joss Whedon said you should do. He said, if you're writing a film, go and watch films. Because you're learning from what you want to achieve. Yes. You you're know? saying, this is what I want to have you know my end result. What works and what yeah. doesn't work from your own tastes. So, no, to be honest, I, I'm i such a slow reader. That's why I don't read that much. I have read. It's not like I can't read. I will read. say I'm also a very slow reader. I've read all of the Harry Potters. Some of them, the last half of the Potter series, I've read a couple of times. But, like, what's the first one? The first one's Philosopher's Stone? Yeah. That's one of the shorter books. Because they all get longer as you yeah. go along. That's the point. You grow up with them. That took me weeks to read. Because I'm such a slow reader. It took me a week to read that one. Which oh, was quite good. See, now my mum... Yeah. When the last book came out, she hadn't read any of them. She'd heard the hype. She bought them all and she read them all in a week. All the Harry Potter books in a week wow. is mental. I'd struggle to read the first book in a week if I forced myself. My girlfriend at the time did say, when I when she knew that I was going to have to choose a book, she just went, it's got to be Harry Potter, hasn't it? Because you've read it. And I was like, no, I have read other books. But I ended up reading the first Harry Potter because my girlfriend back then... Went on holiday for a week and said, here's something for you to do. I want that read by the time I come home. <laughs> I think it was just to try and make me not go out or anything. But uh, <laughs> Here, educate yourself. Don't yeah. meet people. So I read the first one and I did start reading the second one. But then that was for fun and I stopped because it wasn't. Uh, not that I'm against Harry Potter books at all. I'm no, just a slow books. reader. I will read the same page over and over to make sure I've I understood was, it. I was going to say, I haven't chosen Harry Potter as mine, but they were the contenders, but I didn't want to put a whole series of books in. Yeah. Because I don't think I could choose a single book. It would be between the fir- the last, like, three for me. And I didn't want to choose, like, I didn't want to just say Harry Potter. So I thought, one, that's quite a cliche answer for people who read books. Yeah. Because most people who really like reading have read them. Yeah. Same with people who say Lord of the Rings, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, no, no, there's three. Hobbit, 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 if you count it, one book, The Hobbit, and there are some others, but but I mean, there's still it's still a series. So if you said, "Oh, what's your favourite book, Lord of the Rings?" I'd be like, "Big though." No, but it's still a series. I I think it'd be easier to get through a book than it is to watch films. Quite frankly, the films gone forever. Yeah, (laughs) my mum's read again. She's read all the Lord of the Rings way before the films came out. She says she prefers the books. There's not as much fighting in them. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. And if there is, it doesn't feel like it. Right. Anyway, what's your favourite? Okay. I, I'll go back to the fact I have read books but a lot of them were I have read books I ha- honest I have but I was quite young so there was a lot of children's books I haven't gone with a children's book though I very nearly went with one of the Animals of Hardingwood books have you gone with a graphic novel? no I haven't okay That w- I thought that would have been a cop out because I have read graphic novels yeah I get that uh, but have you gone with a graphic novel? no okay. I don't really read graphic novels oh I do you see that's how I get by in yeah. life now uh, I, I love the idea of collecting them and reading them but I don't think I've got this. the attention span to just sit and read through all the and look for I want a proper book if I'm going to read oh well anyway shall I yeah. okay uh, it is based on a TV series though okay the, uh, I've gone for a book called The Last Human, which is part of the Red Dwarf series. Right. Uh, written by uh, Doug Naylor, I think his yeah. name is. He's one of the two creators. Yeah, Doug Naylor. Uh, him and Rob Grant. Now, they used to co-write, but Rob Grant went off. Yeah. And Doug Naylor. So, The Last Human was actually a book I read, not because someone told me to. You just chose to read I it? I chose to do it. I didn't have to study it. That's another thing. I've read books. I've done... You know, I'm educated. I have had to read books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I could have gone with Emma. You know, I've read that enough times. But yeah. out of choice, The Last Human by Doug Naylor. 
Uh, it is kind of, it's got bits of some of the episodes in it. It's not like scripts, it's a proper novel. Story. But if you've seen the TV series, you can recognise some of it. It's not the first book in the series. That was the first one I read of Red yeah. Dwarf. And then I realised, I think it was like the third one. And they did one on Backwards and Better Than Life. All basically based on certain episodes. Um, I can't really, it was so long ago, I can't really tell you when anything really about the book. But as a book that I read for fun, completed, and was happy that I then went and bought and read more Red Dwarf books. Can't say a lot more, but for me, that's the closest I'm going to get for this particular podcast. I think out of all of these selections, that was your hardest one, wasn't it? It was. I basically decided as I said it. <laughs> just now uh, I really was going to go with one of the animals and father in one book <laughs> nothing wrong with that shall I, shall I go on to mine then yeah please you, you please do take one. over <laughs> well in the same kind of way that you said a lot of the books you read were aimed at a younger audience yep it's better than kids books yeah um, <laughs> I read a lot of I do read a lot of books I read I probably read more than you had to be honest yeah because um, you're very much movie and and TV and I am as well yeah. but I've, I've done a lot of reading not as much recently now having kids stops your time to read yeah sadly but um, you, I won't Peppa Pig I won't... did you not read Peppa Pig no but it's on telly a lot at the oh, moment okay. <laughs> my youngest is super it's actually one of the only words she can say at the moment oh, Pepper or Pig Pepper because she might but be on, on repeat she gets like stuck on it so like Pepper 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 and by then I'm like I don't want to watch Pepper anymore to the point of if you turn the telly over or pause it She'll start chanting it at the telly as in, like, bring it back, bring it back. It's horrible. Um, Pepper, for the record, is a horrible lead character for anything. It's a, she's a really bad role model. She's snotty, she's arrogant, and she is up herself. And if she doesn't get what she wants, my God, she brings the house down. I, Peppa Pig, everyone. I'm 38, I don't have children, I've never seen an episode of Peppa Pig. <laughs> the other day, while at rehearsals with you, with you, I saw a title of an article online, the headline, as some would call it, <laughs> saying that um, Peppa Pig had just been banned in parts of China for um, promoting gangster lifestyles. By the way, Peppa Pig is not my favourite book. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might be how this sounds. I thought we were about, we're done, move on. Yeah. Okay, You know right. how to work kids' books? Peppa Pig's my favourite. <laughs> what is your favourite? Right, the favourite that I put down is a Stephen King novel. Oh. Any guesses? It. It's not it. I have read it. Shining? Not Shining. It's one of the more recent ones, actually. We have discussed it. Me and you. There's been a film adaptation in the last couple of years. Oh, in the last couple of... Oh, hang on. John Cusack's lead in it. I want to say, like, The Cell. It's called Cell. Cell. Yeah. And I will say, if you if you like the book, don't watch the film. <laughs> okay, is the film bad? or It's... If you went into that film not linking it at all to the book, probably a good film. Okay. But if you're a big fan of the book, it doesn't follow the story. It doesn't follow the story of the book. They've taken the very base premise and gone, nah. Is Samuel L. Jackson in it? Have I made yes, that? Yes, isn't it? Yeah. See, I have no cast list of films I've never seen. To the point of when I heard the cast announced for it, John Cusack's a good casting for the lead character. Yeah. And actually, there was a character in it called the Raggedy Man, who I believe is in a lot of Stephen King's, because I've read most of Stephen King's books. I'll come on to this in a minute. Um, the Raggedy Man, who's in a lot of his books, like this figure in dreams and okay. stuff. He's very prominent in the Dark Tower series. Yep. Um, I thought Samuel L. Jackson was going to play that character, because it sounded about right. He doesn't. He plays a completely random, made-up character. Oh. It doesn't follow the story at all. The, it, it's a twist on the whole zombie thing. Okay. It, the idea is, uh, John Cusack plays a comic book artist, actually. Um, he's between jobs. He's just walking from one place to another. He's in queue at an ice cream van. Uh, someone's phone in front of him rings, and they answer it. 
and hell breaks loose basically and the actual premise is a signal slash frequency is released through phones that if you hear it your brain resets to like yeah. very base instinct you so you're not a zombie yeah. but your your base instinct is to hunt and eat and it's it fascinated me from the moment I started reading it it's written so well um, and the idea is if you if you answer the phone your brain gets fully reset but if I answer the phone and you overheard it you could just about hear the phone you would only get kind of partially reset so you wouldn't be fully like feral feral you you just be kind of half there a little bit more like with it but it was a very well very well written book and this happens and he realizes that his young son who's the other side of the country has a mobile phone for emergencies only so the idea is he doesn't think his son will have used his phone so he wants to try and get to his son in maine which is where stephen king lives that's why he writes all of his his books about that kind of area um before his son can use this phone um and it, honestly it's just a really well written book he meets people on the way who can't help him and it's just a, a really good read and a fact i learned about it is stephen king doesn't own a cell phone okay he might now because this was a 2006 book but he well, said like at the time of the publishing he never owned a mobile phone he always preferred writing letters to people fair enough now i i haven't ever read a stephen king book mm-hmm. but i went to Okay. Uh, we went on holiday, me and my girlfriend, last year. This year, this year. Uh, and I thought I might get a book to, to read. Right. On the plane. Or it's not a plane. So it was last year. It was last year because I remember being at an airport. Um, and I went to buy a copy of It. Okay. Because I love, so far, both adaptions. The Tim Curry adaption and the latest adaption. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say I'm particularly scared of clowns, but no, the, I don't the get it films are quite scary. Pen, Pennywise is a scary clown. Even Tim Curry's version is freaky. Oh, I love Tim Curry's version, but and because of that, I didn't think I'd like the new film as much. Yeah, but it, I think most people thought that because of the original. But it, it's a really good and I'm, film, and I'm really looking forward part to two. The, part two. But I thought, I'm going to read the book, because I've read stuff. I know how different the book is and things that they do in there, and I thought, right, okay... No, that book is massive. As someone who, it's a, book. It's a massive book. But I something as as you're a fan of Stephen King's yeah, work, I've read it. did you know about the TV series? Not a bit. That's coming. J.J. Uh, Abrams, yeah, uh, went basically. He came up with an idea and then approached Stephen King, thinking that Stephen King would hate it. They're making an ongoing TV series which is going to combine all of Stephen King's books into one narrative. Oh no, I have heard yes. of it, but not about not what not specifically. There's a lot of crossover characters and a lot set in Maine and all this kind of stuff uh, in the Stephen King films that they thought we could build a narrative to bring all these different bits That's in. Cool. And apparently, Stephen King absolutely loved the idea. Um, another fact I found out about the film difference to the book mm. is obviously, and I'll say spoiler, you know, there's a sequel. Um, at the end, when they defeat him, you know what I mean by yeah, defeat yeah, yeah, yeah. him. And they find their way out of the sewers. Do you know the difference between that part of the book? On it? Yeah. yeah. I do. Do you? Beca- are we allowed to say? Yeah. Because, uh, well, if it's the same bit you're meaning. I think it about is. About Beverly. Yeah. She sleeps with all of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. They get <laughs> severely lost on the way back out. And she believes it will refresh everyone's minds to try and get out. And so they sleep together. I didn't. No, I thought. Because I've obviously not read it, the book. I thought it was she slept with them to save them. It was something about innocence. So to take their innocence, Pennywise can't get to them. 
It might be, but it's it's after the whole Pennywise thing. Oh, I don't know. I've it's, not read the it's book. It's literally they def- defeat Pennywise and then it's on the way back out. All I know is that she <laughs> sleeps with them all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is something they surprisingly left out the films. I know. But they've left a The thing about films is they're not a fan of child orgies. Then they're not. <laughs> Which, I mean, it doesn't make good TV, let's be honest. No, but they, they cut out other things because I think her, her father is also quite abusive to her. There's a lot of stuff they've cut out, some of which diehard fans would have been like, no, the child orgy should be, orgy should be in there as part of the book. But I understand but why But there, there are logical reasons why you, you wouldn't put that in the you, film. You want to be able to market something. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't market a child orgy in a film. You can't do it. No, not really. And if you can, you're a bloody good marketer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should um, we move on? Yeah, to video games, I think. You can go first. I think oh. you're going to struggle with this one. Why? Compared to me, you said you thought you'd struggle. I... Yeah, not as much as the book, though. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, I have... Okay, I'm not as big gamer as you. It's safe to say I'm, I am the gamer. The I don't us. have a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. I do have PlayStation... Or oh, I did have PlayStation 3, and I have an Xbox 360. Yes. So that's the most up-to-date. A lot of my nostalgic games I considered, but the one I'm going for... And I think you might agree with this. I don't think you would have chosen it, but my favourite game, I would say, is Batman... Batman Arkham City. Do you know what? I hadn't even thought about the Arkham games. <laughs> but Arkham Asylum is yeah. one of my... It is one of my all-time favourites. It's not what I went for, but I, if I'd thought about it, I may have ended up going for it. At the moment, <clears> I've only played two. I haven't played Asylum yet. I've got it. I keep meaning to... I'm so obviously going... it goes Asylum, Arkham City, and, Arkham... and then Origins. And then Arkham Knight on the next yes. platform. So I can't play... Well, Arkham... I have played them all. I can't play the Arkham Knight. I don't have the platform for yeah. it. Uh, that's I, the problem when you, you go from one platform to another on a series of games yes it annoyed me it's very they do it with so many different games um, I haven't completed Arkham Origins because I got stuck on a Bane fight but Arkham City I remember you getting <laughs> stuck on this fight and I hadn't even started playing the game when you got stuck yeah. on this fight and I finished the game before you <laughs> finished no, that it's, fight it's because I stepped away and thought I'll I'll come back to it I never did it's been a few years yeah <laughs> I'm going to I will I desperate. I enjoy the Arkham they games. are a brilliant and if you haven't played Asylum it is such a good game but is it not going to be a bit small compared because the others get bigger you know as what? they go on it might feel like that but I actually felt the opposite I think Arkham City is unnecessarily big oh but you see right I like free roaming games and yeah. I love Batman so Arkham City was the first game that I had where I could take Batman anywhere. I could, if I wasn't really into the fighting bit, I'd just glide around Gotham. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, obviously, the, the story of the first one is um, Batman is bringing the Joker to Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joker escapes, having planned it, and takes over the asylum. Yeah, that is the base story. Without going into anything that is spoiler, because you haven't played it. No, that is the base story. So he, so um, Batman cuts it off and stays at the asylum to try and cleanse it basically cleanse it and it's such a good game and then obviously the, the second one is because of the results of Arkham Asylum yep. they decide to cordon off part of Gotham City and make it up. and make it into a, a asylum prison of its own and then the gangs divide and obviously up. this is the game that I've chosen I love the free roaming aspect I just like the style and the visuals um I love doing... Now, I've completed it as much as I can possibly complete it. I can't get 100% on it. 
and I'm not someone who replays a game once I've finished it. No, I, I don't generally. I did all of the Riddler's puzzles. Uh, even I haven't done that. I, I did all that. I but don't have the concentration for it. I didn't do it. I kind of had to cheat in that. I, there's not like codes, but I had to look at a look tutorial how, to do, it, how yeah. to do it. Because some Cheat of codes aren't really a thing anymore. No, probably not. They Most used to be games, like them. in Grand Theft Auto games, that was a thing. Yeah. You could Google it and be like, up, down, left, right, square, circle, square, blah. R1, R2. Oh, the blah button. The blah button, that <laughs> blah button that we all love. And then you could you could unlock certain cars with certain codes. Now, um, I don't know about the latest on GTA 5, but GTA 4, you opened your mobile phone in-game, oh. and there was a little tab that said cheats. It was just part of the game. Yeah. Because they were like, well, people are going to do it. Let's make it part of the game. That's fair enough. But they're not a thing now, because people don't want to cheat. They no, want not to. really. Games are at a point now where they are so deep and involved. You, like If you play the games like Skyrim or any open-world game, you don't need cheats. I think cheats are now for something. I, now I've not had an updated version of it for a long time, but uh, the Sims. Yeah, I, it used to be if you typed in Rosebud, still, you could have still a thing. Ultimate still money. Thing. That's what I do because I like building things. Yeah, I've got the latest <laughs> one, Sims Four, on the PC and on console. Yeah, um, still a thing. You can still get your money cheap. You see, that's it's because for money, isn't it? It just that's... opens that like it's almost like a free play thing. Ironically, you yeah. just can do what you want with it. Build that. Build your ultimate house. I always give myself a little studio to write in. <laughs> I just, I would just constantly redesign my house. Are, you, the, it, are you that person who takes the thing out of the swimming pool to see if you can drown a sim? Though? Yes. Well, who is? And it? also, put someone in the shower and then remove the shower. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it that much now. Oh. Yeah, and when you can, there, it, there's nothing. It's just fully blended out. Back to Arkham City, though. Yes. Uh, I would. If you like Batman. You would love the game. There's nothing not to enjoy about it, really. It is the best superhero f- game at the moment because it's just so accurate. And it's actually... Up until the Spider-Man game that's just come out, because that people would argue that. Which now. I would love to play, but I can't. Yeah. Um, I... I found, actually, times in Arkham City where it's actually really creepy. When you're just having a glide around and suddenly uh, Azrael is on the... F- the Ferris wheel or something and yeah. you're just not expecting a character to be somewhere and they start talking the, to you the, the that's thing, quite scary the Batman games even Arkham Asylum on it's smaller space yeah. is very good it was one of the first games that I experienced um, environmental um, elements to so things that weren't scripted that you had to go and find you could just be walking around and then something would trigger and a story would unfold from something that yeah. you, even if it's not part of the story it's a conversation random as are having in the street and it's just such a clever detail to put into a game that makes you dive further in earlier on I mean I'm going back many years to the 90s now Final Fantasy 7 was a massive game Good. and it felt like it was a free roaming game and it was to a point yeah. but free roaming means a different thing now free roaming now is free roaming oh, whereas back then it was still kind of you could only go so it kind of you were allowed... the size of in-game maps now. Yeah, are crazy. When Skyrim came out, and that's we're looking at like eight years now at least for that. When that Elder Scrolls game came out, <clears throat> to walk on foot without using a horse or fast travel or any other method of travel from one bottom corner to the opposite top corner would easily take a couple of hours to do in-game. Yeah, so that's in real time. Yes, and that's and that's not a big game now compared to other like The Witcher Three came out. That's like triple the size of that. And, but that's the sole reason that these games don't have follow-ups yet. But that was Elder Scrolls Five, mm. Skyrim. So Six is the next one that they're going to be officially working on. They said they're starting to work on it now, but they wanted to wait until consoles had moved on enough that they could upgrade the game. Yeah, That's the problem. When you're making a game that is basically stretching the capabilities 
of consoles and games, you've got to wait for upgrades. Yeah. Because it's all well and good you're saying, well, let's make a bigger game, but you've got to wait for it to be doable. The annoying thing for me mm. on that, while I, I get it completely, is I, whether I've played them all, I have three of the Arkham games, and without buying a whole new console, yeah. I can't have the fourth. You can't finish the series, because it no. is the last in the series. So that is annoying. But Arkham City, such a great game, I would recommend it to anyone. I finished it as much as I could, but there's certain things I think you I think you did. There's a bit where you fall through the road into the sewer. If you turn the wrong way, you miss Killer Croc. Yeah, just yeah. like a little encounter. But the thing is... I did. I missed him. I missed him. I missed him, and now I can't get a 100%. It was Craig who told me about him. It was probably Craig who told me. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally, you come, you're coming out of an encounter with a previous boss... In the, from the sewers and on your way out you come to a basically a split in the road but it's a natural split there's nothing to suggest it's important no and if you turn right you come to a a, a metal door with like yeah. a porthole window on it yeah and as you're looking through it he puts his head against it and he says something snarky but then you can get like a trophy for having met yeah. him and I but cannot you get can't, the... you can't trace yourself back to it later and it'll no. only happen that one time in the story and I missed it and, and I did as well really and annoying. that's one of the only times I've played a game again because if I don't know stuff like that I don't do it the first time obviously yeah. so I do try and play games to get that if it's a specific thing Yeah. but um, no I, I missed that as well I just love that <laughs> game I love the whole series even though I have not played the first one and I haven't completed the, the third one it is still one of my favourites Arkham City is one of the few games I don't really finish games Yeah. I did take the time to finish I, um, it as much I'm as I I'm a could. major culprit for if it's a big open world game not finishing them because yeah. I'm very much I get sidetracked like yeah. doing normal like yeah. I get sidetracked by all the not even side quests like I am very much the person who gets given a quest in Skyrim it's like go and fight this dragon over at this fort and I go okay that's fine that's only halfway across the map I, I want to do that and within a couple of minutes I'm like oh look a butterfly <laughs> so I follow the butterfly and then I get into a fight and then I'm like oh but it leads me to a new town and I meet the people I'm yeah. like oh, let's be friends I'll live here I'll buy a house I've bought a house I've got children now in this house I've built a lovely herb garden and I'm like oh that dragon's still going to be there it's fine and I, in fact, I haven't completed Skyrim because I didn't need to. There's so much else to do. I can't say any more about my Arkham game, so we've got to go to yours. We've talked so much about mine, we that, have. and we haven't even got to yours yet. No, this is true. Off you go. Now, it would have been easy for me to say Skyrim's my favourite. I didn't. Yeah. If I'd thought about this Arkham series, Asylum could have easily been my number one. Yeah. But again, I, I didn't even consider it. And I will say, I thought maybe your favourite might have been Alien isolation i loved it we played it at the same time have, is we, that what you've chosen no no uh again it's a game i nearly did but i there are a lot more other games i like it's, more. it's a game that was very atmospheric i you started it first but i overtook you, you did and yeah. i completed it before you, you did yeah i absolutely love that game i spent a lot more time hiding under tables than you did no, I spent a lot of time hiding. <laughs> no, I Anyone who says I didn't hide in that game is a liar. I also, it was one of the few games where I literally had my headphones on, so I was isolated. Yeah. So That's I the one really... thing I will say to any people who have never played with headphones. Get a decent headset or something that you can isolate the sound and do it, because it, it adds the atmosphere so much. In a, in a game like Alien, it, it have, you have to. But did you not find, I don't know if you did, it was so much scarier... Before you got killed by the alien. Once you'd been killed by the alien, you kind of lost the. You kind of you're like, uh, take me. I think there's stages. Once you've been killed by the alien once, all right, that's that. But then later, when you end up in a nest of them, it's like, oh no, that's scary. Yeah, that's scary. It's yeah. like now they're everywhere now. <laughs> it's a brilliant, it's it a is. brilliant game, but it's not my favourite. 
It's not my favourite. All right. My favourite video game yes. is more of a nostalgic game. Oh, okay. It's It came out in 98 okay. for the Nintendo 64. Oh. And it's Zelda Ocarina of Time. Honestly, I only know one thing about it. I've never played a Zelda game, but I know that uh, Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda. Yeah? Yeah. Um, one of my favourite things about Zelda is most people don't realise that the lead character is not called Zelda. It's the princess. Isn't it's it? the princess yeah. called Zelda. The lead yeah. character is Link. Yeah. Um, if you play any of the Smash Brothers games, people know that because he's in that as well. Yeah. But um, it's just it was one of the first made consoles that my family owned. I mean, my mum used to sit and play um, Super Mario sixty four on it. Right. But the first game I played on my own was Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and it it's just such a good game. It's an open world game. You can't do certain things until parts of the story allow you to. Mm. It, honestly, it's, it's, when I think of a game that sums my childhood up, that is the game. They've remastered it recently for like the um, what's it called, the DS. I think they have, and I think even the Switch maybe. But it's just a really fun game. It, yes, it's quite scary at times and quite spooky. It's got time travel in it. Cool. You start the game as a child, Link. Then you find the Temple of Time um, after your. Crush, the Princess Zelda, has been kidnapped by the evil Ganondorf, or Ganon, whatever, whatever his name is, one of the two. I think okay. they change it in different games. Okay. So you make your way to the uh, Temple of Time, where you f- you're given this sword by like the, the spirits, and when you pull it out, it skips forward like 15 years. Nice. So you're now in a kingdom overrun by the evil forces because of this guy who's kidnapped her. You're now older. You're like this, I don't know what he is, he's like a wood elf or something. He's, he's not, an elf or something. Yeah, yeah, he's not allowed back in his own woodland town because they're all still kids. You don't age there. But he's grown up, so he's not allowed back there. And it's it's a great game because you've got all your different environments. You've got like your volcano with your volcano people. You've got your ranch. You get to ride a horse, and you got your ocarina. That's the key part of the game. So you you can play little songs on it, which trigger things. You can change the weather with it. You can travel back and forth in time with it. And it's just a fun game because you can jump back and forth to, from being a child. Because different good. things are available as a child to when you're an adult. So you kind of have to mix and match and choose what you want to do in which timeline. It doesn't like have knock-on effects. It's not like butterfly effect style. Mm. But it's just such a good game. And the fact that people still play it now on modern consoles shows how well it's aged. Cool. It's just one... I don't know. As we've already established, I'm not as big a gamer. <laughs> no. Uh, I used to play a lot of games, but not to the degree I think that you have. Yeah. Um, but no, I kind of... I've always been aware of Zelda. Obviously, it's one of the most famous titles out there. I'm surprised they haven't made a proper film. I'm, I am actually. I it's... think there have been talks of like Netflix seasons and maybe even a proper. I think, to be honest, a Netflix series would probably work better than a film because live how... action or animated. I think they'd be best going live action, just because a series would work best for it because of how much story that you got to think they've got like 20 years of games that they could yeah. choose from. It started off on Game Boy, 2D over the top viewer. Then they went on to their 3D. Now the, the latest one is, I don't know what it's called. It might, is it Wind Waker or something like that on the, the Switch? Which I haven't played because I don't own a Switch. No. i tell you what, I think, although I'm not as big a gamer, we could do a podcast on gaming. Yeah. And mine would most mine would probably be nostalgic. Now that you've gone down the nostalgic, I felt sure you'd go for a GTA. No, GTA's yeah. a fun game, but it's not, it's not my favourite. The story in GTA is good. It's a very good story. Yeah. And if you don't mind brash basically offensive stories and characters then it's a good game and it is a fun game i say anyone who enjoys gaming should play it see there's two games recently that i've known people to play that has made me want to like upgrade to the new generation stuff and basically you and a lot of our mutual friends play online together yeah and i don't Honestly, i'm not part of that <laughs> that is one of, that is one of the best things that gaming could have done yeah is perfect their online gaming 
the problem I've got yeah. is the opposite to you. I have got the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, yeah. which means I've got separate groups of friends on both. Oh, okay. Some of the friends cross over, like Craig's plays on both. Yeah. But I've got my group of friends who mainly play on the Xbox and my group of friends who mainly play so on... So you have to choose which friends. Yes. Like the new Red Dead Redemption, which is the same make as the GTA. The cowboy version of it, basically is coming out in the next month. I've got that dilemma of what console do I buy it on? I, and I had this conversation with Craig the other day where I've got to now look at all the friends on both of my friends lists because I've got a couple hundred of them each. Some of them I don't know probably but I've met on different games online and we've yeah. become friends. I've got to kind of look at who's going to play it, who's likely to actually play it once they own it, who's going to stop playing it to measure up what console I buy the game on. Because <laughs> the problem is 10 years ago games were like 15, 20 quid. Now they're 45, 50 quid a game. It's not logical to go well I buy it for both. Because if you yeah. could, that's what I'd do. See, I know people who buy both consoles and do buy a game per console. I mean, I if you that. can do that fun-wise, that's the dream. I, well, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. I, originally, I thought if I did have one of the, the new generation ones, it'd be the Xbox, because I really do like the Xbox 360. But something recently made me think that if I did upgrade, it'd be PlayStation 4 now. I've already mentioned I'm a diehard Star Trek fan. Yeah. I really, really want to play the virtual reality Bridge Commander one. Yeah. But I'd have to buy the game, I'd have to buy the VR set, and I'd have to buy the PlayStation 4. I owned the VR headset for a very short period of time, um, and I played some of the, some of the free games. I didn't have any. I didn't buy any games specifically for it. I had a couple of games that were uh, VR capable, like yeah. I had the latest Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Which was a brilliant and terrifying game. I did not play it on VR because I don't have the guts for that, <laughs> and I have heard it is so much worse on the VR headset. Oh, imagine the Alien game on VR. I think there is a capability for it. Really? I think it's a great thing they're bringing in and I do think both new consoles like um, the new Xbox Xbox 2 or Xbox Project Scorpio yeah whatever weird title so Xbox 27 or Xbox yeah. R because <laughs> yeah. they, they go for weird titles PlayStation um, 5, I think they are going to yeah PlayStation Q and all those no, weird ones PlayStation will just surely go the, with 5 PlayStation always goes number yeah Xbox like to mix it up yeah um, I think they are all coming with VR headsets now I think that is literally the thing because they're, they're all capable of doing it yeah well, the thing is, I haven't bothered with the four or the X, or the one. I mean, so I think I'm kind of now hanging on for the next generation one. So I will go for that one. It makes sense this one. if someone like buys you one of them now, or offers to buy you like a, a four or one. I wouldn't th- say no. No, but <laughs> it, they're still expensive enough that uh, Xbox One's still going to cost you a couple hundred quid, two hundred, yeah. three hundred quid. Yes, the new one's probably going to be like five hundred, six hundred, but. It probably makes more sense to save that extra bit of money yeah. up and get the new one. I mean, recently, they don't really sell games for the for the 360s now, really. No, it's all previously owned and stuff, so, really, so... We're not that far off of them stopping the, the games for the, the older consoles that we've, are now the yeah. current ones. Yeah. The, so, what yeah. I will look forward to, is, as is now happening, is that you can now buy, like, the PlayStation 1. It's mini now? Yeah, it's retro. Everyone loves a bit of retro. Love a bit of retro. So I just need to wait for these Xboxes to We might get some new games out. I don't Tell know. you what, one element that they are introducing to gaming now, which kind of cuts out the issue of which console to buy, is they are starting to do a lot of crossplay, where okay. Xbox players can play certain games with PlayStation players. Really? And it's actually Sony that have been holding it up. Um, Xbox have because it's also down to the games as well. The games have to make their game crossplay accessible. Yeah. Now. Xbox have said, yeah, that's fine, we'll do it. it there's no logical reason why we wouldn't, because it means we make more money, because people want to play together, yeah. and we're not forcing people to choose. It's PlayStation that have been going, 
no, they need to buy PlayStation. But now they're starting to come around because some games have said, we won't release our game on you, man. Yeah. We won't release our game on you because we don't want to alienate any of our customers. If you have an Xbox One, you can play, obviously, with other Xbox Ones. You can play with some of the older Xboxes, like Xbox 360, or very limited games. Yeah. But you can also play with PC gamers because it's all run by Windows. Ah, yeah. So instantly, you're tripling the people you can play with. So PlayStation have now kind of gone, we want to be involved. Of course you do. Yeah. And it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Yeah. So your favourite game was Arkham City. Arkham City. And mine was Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yes. We should probably move on. We probably should. There's only one more category. There is only that. one more category, and that is stage shows. Yes. Do you want to go first? Yes, I will. We are. It's, it's important, we are both massive theatre heads. We are, yeah. I'm more musical. You're more musical. I prefer plays. Yeah. Generally. But, but I, I do like the other one. I do like plays. I love musicals. Uh, it's that thing of... Have you chosen a musical or a play? I've chosen... I, I guess you... Have you not chosen yet? No, I've chosen. I've got it written down here cool. as a note. But... It, I've been very tame and not looked at your notes. It, it's a play which has songs in it. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. I do like musicals. In fact, where when I get a chance to go and see a show... It will probably be a musical, I see. If you're going to spend money on something, yeah. you're getting a bit more for it. I, I now tend to go to London a lot more, sometimes for work, auditions, whatever. But it used to be a case that I went to see a show and that's what the purpose of the visit was. Yeah. Uh, but I used to go quite a lot, so I used to see a lot more plays. Um, and this is one from that time. I had to look up when it was because I wasn't quite sure. So it was 99 I saw this. Okay. And it's a play called Cooking with Elvis. I have not even heard of it. Have you not? No. Uh, it was pretty much just from that time. I don't think it's something that's gone on. Carried on. No. Okay. Uh, I had to. F- Again, I didn't know who'd written it. So as a playwright, I should really find out the writers of things. Yeah. Um, so it's someone called Lee Hall. That's okay. the person. Uh, it first debuted in uh, Edinburgh, but then it went to West End, where I saw it. It starred uh, Frank Skinner. And he was the only person I knew in it. But looking up on Wikipedia about it, uh, it also starred Charlie Hardwick, who played Val Pollard from Emmerdale, apparently. So someone famous, but I didn't know that at the time. It was her pre-Emmerdale days. Uh, but basically, I've picked this because, really, of two scenes. It's some of the most memorable scenes that I've, I know from a play. Um, so Frank Skinner, basically, he gets picked up in a club by this woman. She lives with her... I think 14 year old daughter her teenage daughter and i think it's a key point that she's underage just saying that uh and also she's quite a, uh the, the mother is quite a sexual person and she's brought frank skinner back for sexual purposes and frank skinner comes back he's i guess he's a little bit naive a bit maybe uh and finds that this this woman still lives with her husband but her husband had some sort of accident he's disabled he's in a wheelchair but he's dressed as Elvis. Okay. Right? And he cannot communicate. He's basically a vegetable in the corner, and that's how they treat him. Right. Uh, and he has to sit there while Frank Skinner has sex with his wife. Right? We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been dressed as Elvis and have to experience that. The, the, the bigger scene, and it's the first of the two I'm really going to talk about, is the daughter wants to then have sex with Frank Skinner. And she delivers... And she's meant to be underage yes. in this, okay. She delivers a monologue to the audience, and all you're really seeing is her face... And Frank Skinner's bottom going up and down on top of her as he's having sex with her. Right, okay. Next to them is the father in the wheelchair. Right. <laughs> and this is the scene. And I think this is the scene of why it's my favourite play. <laughs> Afterwards, Frank Skinner feels really bad right. be- for having sex in f- with his family members. 
Uh, and his way is Frank Skinner delivers a monologue to the audience whilst masturbating <laughs> the, the, the husband and father. Uh, it's all kind of underneath a blanket. So yeah. Frank Skinner's basically apologising, saying, I'll give you something. So it does. I mean, I get the logic. <laughs> yeah, but the, <laughs> but the funny thing is, Frank Skinner does it. He goes off then, he finishes the scene he, he, to wash his hands, at which point the, the dad dresses over his gets out of the wheelchair and starts singing Suspicious Minds. <laughs> That's not the first time he does it, but it's just perfect. Time. I'm caught in a trap. Oh right, and it is. Whenever nobody's on stage, he gets out of the wheelchair and sings an Elvis is song. Is he actually vegetable? Yeah. No, he is. So that they're just it's kind, of, kind like, of like, I think the, the point is he's still possibly got his mind, but he can't communicate or whatever okay, it is. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I can't really I tell thought you... it was like one big benefit scam. No, it's not a benefit <laughs> scam. It's just this That's kind of... horribly wrong for him. It's just this... I don't know if it's imagination I don't know what it is but whenever no one's around he's just singing Elvis songs and then he's in the wheelchair when basically his family are having sex with this man around him good times yeah I don't know I cannot tell you how how it ends (laughs) I can tell you how it ends for him (laughs) but it's just it's so funny and Frank Skinner was really good in it, I will say, because I hadn't really seen Frank Sk- I knew him as a comedian, and from he used to do this fantasy football thing with David Baddiel, but I yeah. didn't know him as an actor. And he's actually really good. It was very funny. It was a good play. I can't recommend it to anyone, because it doesn't exist as a play anymore. Yeah. It's kind of... It had its run in 99, and that kind of was it. But... It, I think it won awards. I'm pretty certain it won the award. At least it was nominated for, like, best new show or whatever it was. Um, but it has... It's something that sticks with you. And that's what I think you want from a theatre experience. Yes, yeah, you something want that something that, that affects you. Yes, and but fine. actually affects you. If no. you've been in that scenario, you don't want to be reminded. It's not a play where afterwards you think about it very deeply. No, you just I enjoy it. I enjoyed it, it, and it's something... I, there's other play. I could have chosen... Could have chosen Wicked. I could have chosen Train Spotting, the stage show. Yeah. Uh, the uh, one, I think the only play I've seen more than once was uh, oh, what was it? Inspectacles. Yeah. I love. There's a bit in Inspectacles where to symbolise the the family falling apart, literally the set of the house falls apart. That's quite cool. It is very cool. But very physical. While you enjoy it, and it's a very good play, Cooking with Elvis, I kind of chose it because I thought people might not have heard of it. Yeah. And it is something that has stuck with me for nearly 20 years now. So... Well, that means it's done what it, its job, really. It's done what it needed to do. It's made yeah. you think in a way that you didn't need to think. Yeah. <laughs> never needed to think about it again. But uh, there you go. It's oh, I mean, me. I, up until now, have never imagined Frank Skinner giving Elvis a handjob. No, and I don't think you would, but that's what the play does to you. And you know what? It's something I'll happily never think again, but I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's Do you your mind is? Yeah, please. Please, let's move on. Um, I struggled with this one, not because I couldn't think of one. I could too many. Too many. Yeah, yeah. Because of how much I love musicals, I struggled so much. My shortlist, not including the one that I, I ended with, I've got The Book of Mormon. I haven't seen it. Gypsy. I haven't seen it. Um, there, there's so many. There's so many. Spamalot was one of them. Have you seen Spamalot? I haven't seen Spamalot. Now, I will say... I want to, though. A lot of these ones, they're ones I have seen live stage shows of, but not live. Oh, Does you've that seen, like, sense? the DVD I've seen recordings, version of it, yeah. And in the very odd case, I've also seen dodgy under-the-counter recordings. I know you're not a fan of I'm not a fan of that. And actually, when it comes to film and TV, I agree with you fully. Mm-hmm. Because it's not expensive to go and see a film. No. But sometimes the ones I've watched online are theatre stuff are unaccessible to me. 
I I would just say personally, we're both performers. Yeah, in no, I get, ways. I get it. And it's actually our business. <laughs> if someone had recorded one of my plays and they're watching it and I don't get any money for it, I'm going to be pretty upset about it. This is true, <laughs> but nevertheless, I have seen some. Someone has already recorded it. It's not like I've gone and done it. Okay, it's already out there. Me watching it's not going to change it. Do you know what I mean? All right. But um, so <laughs> I've, I've seen a load like this. Yes. But the one I'm going to choose isn't one of those. So we just talked about your. Illegal bad habits for no reason at all. I didn't film it. I'm not the one in being illegal. It's all a crime. It's all a crime. It's, all, it's, all it's a, a crime against art. It is. And artists, <laughs> we need to stop this. True. Stop filming things. Now don't. Unless it's your job. Anyway. Yeah, if it's your job, don't <laughs> it's actually... it. Make sure you do it. Get that end project in. Anyway, the one that I've chosen is Rent. I have. I've seen a uh, amateur production, but the amateur production was so. Did I see it with you? No, no I didn't. I have I... not seen an actual performance. It was so good. It might as well have been. Nice. I've seen the film version of Rent as well, but I've not seen. I've also seen like, the film the version. The Broadway version. The film version of Rent is okay. Yeah. It's not as good as an actual live version because it's not going to be if it's of a musical normally. What's the name of the filmmaker, Mark? Yeah. He's played by Anthony Rapp, who's in Star Trek Discovery. Yes, he is. There you go. <laughs> he is. Which I, would, I was going to mention at some point. Bring well, it around to Star Trek. There you go. Everything links. Everything. The version I've seen is the final performance of the West, like the Broadway in America one. Yeah. The Broadway run. And for the very final show after like eight years or however long it was on Broadway, they got a professional film crew to film the final performance. Cool. And they released it as a DVD. To the point of the version I've got is an American region DVD, which I had to reprogram myself to watch it. Oh, dear. Okay. I've only ever watched it once yeah. because I don't want to have to reprogram all my stuff again. Yeah. I've chosen it because, yes, it's not a hilarious comedy, but it does have some funny moments in it. But it also does the opposite. It's one of the only musicals that have generally made me cry because there's a funeral in it. Yeah. And because one of the main characters, Angels, spoiler alert, dies. Big spoiler alert. But I mean, there, we, spo- we did spoiler alert at the beginning. Did we? <laughs> we did a general spoiler kind of conversation. All right. But one of the main characters does die, and there's a huge song around the funeral. And there's a scene in that part where her partner comes and sings like a monologue to the audience and yeah. to the coffin, and it got me. Yeah. And I, honestly, that's one bit of the film that every time I watch it, it get, even if it doesn't make me outright cry now, it still chokes me up because it's so tastefully done. And obviously, it's an overarching story. It's about HIV and yeah. poverty and everything. It's, it's a really, really nice film. Um, I like the film. Um, I saw it vaguely recently. Uh, I think because I'd seen the amateur stage show. Um, now, I'm actually, I wouldn't say I'm against amateur stage shows. It's just amateur musicals can be very bad. If it's not done well, yeah. I think we're lucky that in this area, actually some of our musical amateur groups are quite good. Well, this is a thing. It was a local one. I'm not going to name it. There are other <laughs> ones. Uh, but it, it had people that we we knew. Yeah. Uh, which can make it worse because if it's they're not very good. They might ask you what they thought. And I tend to be honest and it doesn't always go down well. <laughs> uh, but Have you been asked to be in one of their plays? No. <laughs> oh, no, I have actually. Yeah? I have. I had to turn it down. I was in New York. I had a, I had a reason. Um, it was a good reason, but it wasn't bad. In fact, it was so good. I, I said that I think it's the most complimentary thing I could possibly say. I would have paid more to see it. Yeah, the ones I've seen in this area, at least, because actually, to be honest, our area are the only Amdram musicals I've seen that are good quality. Yeah. I've seen stuff in, like, the Cambridgeshire area where I'm from, and they're bearable. Yeah. But they're not good. 
we're lucky that the groups we've got up here have some genuinely good singers and performers in it. I think not every single one of them. There's no. always a weak link. Yeah. It's not always the same person, but you no, know. sometimes it is. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I think it's that thing though. These groups are as close to being professional. I they think are. They've got a professional they mentality, are. so we're quite lucky in that aspect. But I say no, my one's red just because it it it's a touching, sensitive film. But at the same time, it can be really funny. And considering that it handles some really sensitive subjects, it's quite light-hearted for most of it. I have two songs on my phone. Bomberant. Can I name them? Yeah. Is one of them... One's an obvious one, I think. Oh, is it? One's obvious. I think it's probably like the most famous song from it. Oh, Seasons of Love. That's one. Seasons of Love is the one that everyone knows. A lot of people don't know it's from Rent. A lot of people are like, they know the song. I think you get that with music because you hear music and you don't know the source. Like, I knew Seasons of Love before I knew Rent. Yeah. Um, the other song I would say is I'm not sure the exact title of it is it called Living in America yes that is the one I don't um, You're What You Own it's called it's called You're What You Own I absolutely love that song I like that song but it's one of the only times I prefer the film version of that song to the the version I prefer I preferred the local Amdram version really Ross and Tom I think yeah? Yes. Yeah. Obviously, that will mean nothing to the, no, to the but listeners. No, it'll mean something to us. And yes, it's, it's people that we know, and it was really, <coughs> But it really, shows really you that Amdram are capable. Yeah. And to the point of, I feel bad calling it Amdram sometimes. Do you but know what I mean? Is, it, it is, but is, I feel bad because I'm like, sometimes the quality is beyond. Yes. But um, no, Rent is mine. I say, there's so many I could have, could have chosen. I nearly yeah. went for, for Book of Mormon, which is written by the South Park creators. Yeah. A play that I've actually seen more recently, and by that I mean like two years ago. But um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd happily pay and see that again as opposed to someone else in London. Yes. Because okay. I enjoyed it so much. Although there is Heathers at the moment which I would quite like to see. To be honest I kind of I have seen a lot of musicals now. Yeah. And we're now getting to the ones where I feel like I should watch rather than I, I want, want to, to watch. Yeah. Uh, I will say just from a memory and this is probably one of the last things I've got to say I went to see Legally Blonde the musical when it was Sheridan Smith's last. Okay. I've, that's one of the ones I've seen in a dodgy way. Oh, and it, it wasn't it? with Sheridan Smith, to be honest. Okay. It was with the one before her. I, I no, she was the first one in America. In, the American oh, one in, in the, the UK American version, one, she was the first one, and uh, I went to see it with. Uh, it was her last week, and it was very good. It was very good, but I think what I'm going to take away from it was uh, I was sitting quite near the end, and there was this guy who came, and I called. I sort of recognise you, but I don't know where. And then later in the uh, in the bar in the interval. I was standing with my, my back to him and it's like, who is he? Who is he? Uh, it was later when I saw pictures of the Lance Olivier Awards that it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Hey. <laughs> um, oh. So that, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Wow, they were that close to, to Doctor Strange. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he, oh. he was nowhere near being So Doctor many missed opportunities. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Okay. So, so that, that's our top five. Yeah. So just run through them. What, what was your top of each one okay uh, top film was The Avengers yeah mine was The producers. producers of course it was uh, top TV I went with Friends I went for Smallville uh, top book The Last Human from the Red Dwarf series Sell but you nearly went for some other stuff I, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll be particularly doing a, a book podcast I don't have a lot no, to talk about no it might mention I studied Othello is there a lot I can say about that I've read the Fifty Shades of Grey books but let's not focus I have not done that I've also read Twilight but let's not end and start on Twilight no let's not oh no <laughs> definitely not uh, game I went with Arkham City from the I Batman. went for Zelda Arkham of Time but I could have gone for so many other ones I could have to be honest yeah. I do know more games than just that one uh, and then for stage show I went with Cooking for Elvis 
Cooking for Elvis. And I went for Rent. And again, I could have gone for most other plays. Yeah. To be honest, I think we'll probably talk about plays yeah. and stuff at some point. We'll probably do a themed. I tell you what, I, I said to my girlfriend yesterday, would it be really cheeky if I chose one of my own plays? What it might be nice to do is do a, um, do a podcast where we do our top ten songs from musicals. Oh, dear. Because then you can literally go from bottom to top. Yeah. And then you can give a bit of information about it. That way we can do a themed episode on it. We can do a themed episode where it'll be mostly Liam talking. <laughs> <laughs> do you like just as many musicals as I do? Uh, you, you're, to be, you've seen more actually live than I have. Yes, but then you illegally download loads. <laughs> Technically I don't download them, I just watch them online. That's probably a good That's place probably to end good. this podcast. <laughs> it probably is. So we hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Manic Podcast. We will be back again. We're not sure exactly how often we're going to be doing this yet. Weekly, fortnightly? Should we aim for fortnightly? Fortnightly. And then if we decide we're capable of doing weekly, we can bring it forward and change that. But if we aim for fortnightly, we won't disappoint by not doing it weekly. You will hear from us next year. You know, when you've got a new president in America, we'll do it as long. We'll do it every (laughs) four yearly like they do, yeah? Okay, then. Okay. our next podcast, we're going to be introducing a new format. We're going to be introducing our epic showdowns or our geek showdowns. Geek showdowns. Where we're going to battle it out. I don't know. How would you explain it? Uh, well, basically, we're going to start with uh, the classic argument, which is better, Star Trek or Star Wars. Many geeks have had this argument. So they we, have. We're going to start there. And obviously, it's not like we're going to end the argument. We're, we're not. <laughs> but we have opinions. We do have opinions. And Some of us have very strong opinions. Very strong opinions. Star Trek's going to win. <laughs> I feel like we should leave that for the next episode. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I need everyone. Spoiler alert, it's going to win. Fair enough. <laughs> we will speak to you next time. Goodbye. See you later.